0: Welcome back to this week's episode of The Emily Show. I don't know if you've been following along with what's going on with Amanda Bynes on social media and in the news, but she has moved to terminate her conservatorship. If you're like, "Wait, Amanda Bynes is in a conservatorship?" this is the episode for you. I'm going to do a rundown of how we got here and what I think will happen next. She has a court date coming up on March 22nd, so it's about time to take a look behind the scenes at everything that has been going on in the Amanda finds conservatorship and a bit on social media because she is now back on Instagram at the time of this recording. And I will link you to her public Instagram uh, down below in the show notes and descriptions. So we're going to do a rundown of what led up to this conservatorship and then everything that happened in this conservatorship. We've heard a lot less about it in the media, but there is a thriving and vibrant free Amanda movement On the interwebs, particularly on Twitter, but it is not quite as large um, and definitely hasn't gained as much traction as the Free Britney movement. I'm going to talk a little bit about why I think that is as we get into the episode. So let us just today, we're starting with a quote. You know why? Because it comes from Amanda Bynes. When she made her debut back onto Instagram on March 8th, what she said to all of us was My court date is in two weeks. I want to thank you all for your love and support peace out and with that we're going to get right into today's episode hey there welcome to the emily show i'm your host emily d baker badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about i've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years i'm a former prosecutor and i'm a big fan of the cursey words so let's break it down huge thank you to today's sponsor manscaped are you ready for an upgrade to your shower routine you might know manscaped as the company that removes the hair down there but there is so much more you can turn your man's shower into his new favorite routine without having to get anywhere near his shamrocks with this all-new ultra premium collection this all-in-one hygiene skin and hair care bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Trust me, ladies, no no shamrocks necessary. And you can save 20% off today with code LONARD. Let me tell you a little bit about this. Not only do I love letting my teen use it because he smells good, the deodorant is aluminum free, but it also includes a cologne infused ultra premium body wash that is really moisturizing and leaves the skin feeling great. A two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, the aluminum free deodorant, a hydrating body moisture spray. Yes, I said spray, not a thick pump moisture, a spray on moisture and the new manscaped lip which is a free gift when you get the ultra premium collection. And if you want to top it all off by topping it off down there, the lawnmower four is also waterproof. So you can use it in your shower routine as well. This new bundle will change his life and you know what? It might just change yours too. So go ahead and give it a try and let me know if you love the way these products smell. I do. And I know the family loves the way they feel on their skin. So go ahead and get 20% off and free shipping with code LawNerd at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code LawNerd at manscaped.com. Let's get the man in your life nice and clean with a new Manscaped shower routine. We should get back to today's legal. Let's go back into it. Back into it. If you are wondering what has been going on with Amanda Bynes, this is the episode for you. And if you're like Emily, what? Who? I have not been paying attention. It's okay. You might know Amanda Bynes from the Amanda Show, which was a Nickelodeon property, or from movies, all of which I love. I'm going to tell you what her movies were because we're doing a timeline. We're just running through the thing. But in 2003, she was in What a Girl Once um, with Colin Firth in Britain, like finding her dad. It was adorable it was adorable. I love that movie. Then she was in She's the Man with Channing Tatum. I had forgotten Channing Tatum was in that movie, but as I was going back and researching this episode, I'm like, yep, that sure is a young Channing Tatum. They're right there. uh, The movie where she plays soccer. She was in Sydney White in 2007, which was a retelling of, of Snow White, essentially. She was in Hairspray in 2007. And then in 2010, she was in Easy A and that was really her last mainstream movie before she declared her retirement and then things got a little bit more difficult easy a by the way if you've not seen easy a all of these movies are fantastic if you've not seen easy a it is delightful it's just it's a delightful movie it is on the like older end of the spectrum for a teen comedy. It's got a little bit m- more mature themes, but as so many teen comedies do, they will take a book or another movie or a fairy tale and kind of modernize the retelling. And this one is The Scarlet Letter. Emma Stone stars in it. I think that Amanda Bynes' character in the, it, this movie is just so fantastic. I freaking love this movie. Spell it with your P's. Spell it with your P's. It ju- it's just it's just so good. So, you know, go peruse the Netflixes. I'm sure that you can find EZA available to watch. Delightful. Oh, and I rewatched it not that long ago. The old tech is fantastic. Like looking through it and being like, oh my God, look at the like 2009, 2010 tech. It's just, it's fantastic. It's fantastic because there's me. I'm going to stop talking about EZA in just a minute. There's, um, kind of a central plot point that involves streaming and it's so funny because it's not being streamed to youtube it's being streamed to like a tumblr page or something it's just so funny how much the world has changed because now in movies like free guy when they stream you see them streaming to what looks like a lined out youtube uh page And it's just, it's so funny how much tech in the world has changed. And I love seeing that through movies. But speaking of how much tech in the world has changed, in this episode, we are going to talk about things like uh, drug use and mental health. And those are topics that are central to the context of how Amanda Bynes ended up in a conservatorship. But again, I think when we have these conversations, they need to be had with compassion because when people struggle outside of the public eye, I think it's a little bit easier for them. Struggling in the public eye can be so tremendously difficult, but it it seems to be something that, that society is actually having a lot more compassion for than even looking back at the articles, researching this article from the way she was being discussed in 2012 and 2013 is so different from the way that we discuss mental health and mental health struggles now. And it's something i'm really happy to see change and if the struggles that both britney spears and amanda bynes have gone through have helped our you know particularly internet culture to soften towards mental health um struggles and the struggles that can come with fame then it's one of the small silver linings that comes out of of the media discussing these topics so much I think that the Britney Spears conservatorship has led to a lot of interest in the Amanda Bynes conservatorship, but there has been substantially less litigation in the Amanda Bynes conservatorship. It has all been under seal. And so there isn't as much of the detail known, but there is some detail known. And we're going to go through all of that today leading up to her next court date, which I'll be updating you about on social media on March 22nd when she has that court date. So if you don't follow me there at the Emily D Baker on the Twitters and the Instagrams and occasionally on the TikToks, go right ahead if you like. That's where I'm at. So let's jump into what happened leading up to this conservatorship. There were 2012 was a tumultuous year for Amanda Bynes. There were there was a DUI arrest. There was a odd move to New York. And then she may have taken cabs all the way from New York back to California. There was an arrest in New York and a court date with really um, just kind of unfortunate paparazzi photos. She was having a lot of difficult interactions with the paparazzi, was very active on Twitter, calling out the media, not wanting images posted of her being ha- unhappy with how she looked in those images. There was Um, drug use that she later admitted to going on during this period of time, though at the time denied. And between those arrests and a a number of driving incidents, she ends up back in California to the incident that is kind of the pinnacle incident here, which happened uh, July 22nd, 2013. She set a gas can on fire during that incident. She had set fire to an unknown driveway of a home. She had her dog with her. Her dog had gotten um, somewhat injured during that incident because the dog had gotten covered in gasoline. She had lit her own pants on fire during that incident and then took them off and tried to get to a convenience store to wash off and tend to her dog. Um, she ended up being detained at that she was not criminally charged for lighting the gas can and doing damage to the driveway but she was placed on a 5150 psychiatric hold in California generally those are 72 hour holds but her parents petitioned the court to extend the hold for 2 weeks that's something that's not going to be done without doctors supporting the need for that hold and that hold um there are a variety of reasons that that hold can be placed including somebody who is potentially at risk to harm themselves or someone who is unable to care for themselves. And it seemed like with everything surrounding what was leading up to this 2013 incident, that there were definitely some concerns, whether those were due to mental health diagnoses or due to um, recreational use of, of things. it is still is not clear. Amanda Bynes has said that she was diagnosed uh, bipolar and schizophrenic, but then there are conflicting reports about whether she has retracted those statements later. And I'm not going to speculate on her mental health because what is most prominent in media reports and in her own statements later on is the use of illicit substances causing her a substantial amount of problems. And she's also in later interviews talked about how proud she is of her sobriety. And at this point has now been, or in 2018 had been sober for four years and it seems continues to be sober and is actually in a sober living transitional facility now as she is moving to terminate this conservatorship. So in 2013, that 5150 hold gets extended for two weeks on July 26th, her parents file for a conservatorship and all of the temporary conservatorship documents are filed on August 9th, 2013. The petition for temporary conservator is granted and it is set to expire on September 30th, 2013. This was filed by her mother, Lynn Bynes, to be the temporary conservator of both the person and... And of the estate on 925, Lynn Bynes then withdraws a petition for permanent conservatorship. This was coming up on the expiration. So, as you may remember from all of our discussions together about the Britney Spears conservatorship, this is the process that there is a temporary conservatorship or guardianship. the The terms are interchangeable depending on the jurisdiction. And then there's a petition for a permanent one with more information filed. And so when the temporary papers were set to expire, you would generally have a petition for the conservatorship filed and you would see the conservatorship extend into a permanent conservatorship like we saw in Britney Spears case. But here on September 25th, Lynn Bynes withdraws the petition for permanent conservatorship just five days ahead of the hearing. On September 30th, the court holds a hearing on the conservatorship and seals all of the temporary documents and the temporary conservatorship is extended. Not a permanent, a temporary conservatorship. Not much is known about why, but that could be on the advice of doctors. That could be on the needs of Amanda. That could be because the court wanted to see more information. There's a lot of reasons that that can happen. On November 1st, 2013, we see the first accounting filed in this case, meaning that things are happening here where there are lawyers hired. There needs to be an accounting for the estate, how much money Amanda has. The initial conservatorship documents showed an estate of about $3 million. And so those um, funds would have been either placed somewhere or taken control of, and you would need the accounting to go through what what the status of all of those funds are. On February 11th, 2014, the conservatorship that had not been made permanent, it was a temporary conservatorship that extended is terminated. So, February 11th, 2014, the conservatorship for Amanda Bynes is terminated. Then on October 10th, 2014, there is an involuntary commitment of Amanda Bynes. So, in the time between February and October, there wasn't anything going on in court that related. There were financial things going on in court, but there weren't any, um, things going on in court overseeing her because the conservatorship was terminated, but she was arrested again for DUI. And then she was involuntarily committed in October 2014 on another 5150 hold what's interesting about this particular hold is going back and looking at the media reports during this time in October 2014 it's reported in numerous media outlets that her mother and Sam Lufty, yes Sam Lufty, whose name you know from the Britney Spears conservatorship and whose name comes up with regard to whether or not Courtney Love was um, going to be put into a conservatorship because it was tried there too and he was connected with that, which is a very interesting connection for me. I forgot there was any connection between Sam Lefty and Amanda Bynes, but reports from that time state that Sam Lefty and her mom convinced her to meet them at what she was told was a law office where they would help her with the things that she was um, complaining about at the time. It looked like she had wanted to file something against her parents. And instead of arriving at a law office, the car service took her to a psychiatric facility where she was involuntarily committed. That 5150 hold, again, traditionally 72 hours, was again extended by the court for two weeks. On October 22nd, a new petition for appointment of temporary conservator of the person and estate was filed again by Lynn Bynes. What's interesting is here you also see a capacity declaration filed, a court investigator is appointed. You also see on October 22nd, that temporary letters of conservatorship are issued by the court. So everything happened very fast in time, but they had been in court to extend that 72 hour hold. So it's not surprising to me that the court went ahead and looked at all of this and, and issued the temporary letters of conservatorship based on that petition being filed On the same day, I wonder if there was medical need and decisions that needed to be made with regard to a continued stay in a facility at that time. And that's part of why this moved very quickly. On October 29th, 2015, a bond is filed by Lynn Bynes, and this is the first time we see a bond filed. Conservators do need to be bonded in case they do something that damages the estate. It's something we've talked a lot about, and I've gotten a lot of questions about with regard to James Spears's bond. That bond on court records in the Brittany case has not been released yet, because if there is any malfeasance or misfeasance or potential damage to the estate, that money can come out of the bond. So Lynn Bynes files a bond of over $5.7 million. It's later determined that the bond should be $5 million, which generally says to me that a bond of $5 million means the estate is worth um, no more than that, but that that amount is enough to secure that the estate's not going to diminish in value, meaning there is a substantial enough estate there that a $5 million bond will protect the estate. So that's filed at the end of October, 2015, February, 2015, the temporary letters of conservatorship are again, extended until June. And then on June 23rd, a new capacity declaration is filed. And again, this indicates to me without these court documents, because they are sealed, the next capacity declaration indicates to me that whatever was going on medically, because those should be filed with medical documentation That whatever was going on medically needed to continue. I wonder if the court was hoping, and this is my wondering, between October 2014 and the following June of 2015, if whether the condition that was going on or the crisis that was happening, whatever warranted the temporary conservatorship, had then resolved itself or had resolved itself with medication to the point where Amanda could take care of herself and not need a conservator of the person or a conservator of the estate. But in June 2015, a new capacity declaration is filed, and the court makes the conservatorship permanent and appoints Amanda Bynes' mother, Lynn Bynes, as conservator of the person and the estate. From there, the conservatorship goes pretty quiet, where it is just... The regular filings that you expect to see. There's not a ton of litigation. There are annual reports. There are regular capacity declarations filed. There are status reports that are regularly filed, but there isn't much more than that. Interestingly enough, we have not seen did not see capacity declarations in Britney Spears's conservatorship, which was one of the things that really outraged people in that conservatorship. You didn't have that medical documentation backing up the conservatorship the way that we're seeing in Amanda Bynes's conservatorship. Now, After those 2014 hearings, she enrolls at school um, at FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandise in Los Angeles, and seems to be doing well. In a 2018 interview with Paper Magazine, she said that she had been sober for four years, and she says, quote, I've been through the worst and come out the other end and survived it so I feel like it's only up from here. Her lawyers also quoted around the same time saying that this conservatorship when it no longer serves Amanda it can be terminated. And then of course on February 23rd, 2022, Amanda does in fact file for termination of the conservatorship and then returns to Instagram. Before we talk about what is going to happen next, we need to make a quick break for our next sponsor. A huge thank you to today's sponsor, Grove. Did you know that only 9% of plastics get recycled, even if you put them in the recycle bin? I didn't know that either. At Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch the single-use plastics for good. And you know me, I love my reusable water bottles, my reusable cups, and we've tried to reduce our plastic use at home. And Grove makes it easy and kind of fun because their reusable glass spray bottles are super cute. You can color code them for different places in your house or different type of cleaners. And the cleaner concentrates are just refillable. You don't have to keep buying full big bottles of cleaner. I love the way they look in my house and they're kind of fun. Like why shouldn't our cleaning products also be pretty good for the planet and pretty. I love it. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be hundred percent plastic free. Like Grove's concentrated cleaners and refillable glass bottles, they're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as leading natural brands. Switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to hand soaps and more. Grove Co. has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromise on performance. Go to Grove.com/Lonard today to get a free gift set worth up to fifty dollars with your first order. Plus, shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at Grove.com/Lonard. Grove.com/Lonard. Thank you, Grove, for being a sponsor of today's Emily Show. After the filing. Of the petition to terminate the conservatorship, Amanda's lawyer is quoted in numerous outlets as saying that Amanda wishes to terminate her conservatorship. She believes her condition is improved and protection of the court is no longer necessary. What's interesting to me about this statement is it is very much she believes. It is not we believe, it is not we have seen. The attorney is not vouching in any way, it doesn't seem to me, for Amanda or her status, or indicating in any way whether or not they believe that it is time for this to be granted. We know from media reports that Amanda has been living in a sober living, transitional living facility, um, getting ready to transition to living independently. She's shown Instagram photos that she is having the heart face tattoo on her cheek being removed ahead of going to court, which I think is probably a a wise choice for her if it's something that she doesn't like. Society frowns on face tattoos. It's just the reality of society. But also there were times when I'm reading media articles in, in you know, 2012, 2013, talking about Amanda Bynes castigating her mental health and saying that she's clearly, you know, losing it essentially. And that she's having erratic behavior because she like dyed her hair purple. And I'm like me sitting here in 2022 going, let, the women change their hair. It is not a sign that they are unwell. Like The amount of things that the media attributed to showing that Amanda Bynes isn't doing well um, was was kind of shocking because they are things that have become so normalized now. Though I think we're still at a time where face tattoos are not necessarily widely and broadly accepted within the United States. Um, And that is just What it is, I don't think a face tattoo is a sign that somebody is necessarily having a mental breakdown. But also, I think if she's showing the court, look, I'm taking my life in a different direction. uh, Tattoo removal can be one of those things that shows the court that you are uh, moving in a different direction and this no longer reflects how you see yourself or how you are moving forward. She's also still in a graduate program at FITM, per all of the media reports, and seems to be doing well in that graduate program at FIGM. She did graduate from her undergrad program there and so she seems to have been taking strides to live the life she wants. Um perhaps not in the spotlight, but coming back to social media sharing videos of herself. And again, it doesn't mean that she is is you know ready to be back in the spotlight. She might never choose to go back to acting. She might just stick to fashion. And it seems that it's something that's been a passion for her for a very long time. In fact, she even tried to start a a clothing line way, way back when she was still acting um, in the early twenty in the early two thousands. I always it feels it wasn't quite the twenty aughts, the early two thousands, and so it'll be interesting to see what she chooses to do from here. But if she is saying to the court, I don't need this level of supervision, she can always transition away from having a conservator of the person, allowing someone to still have oversight on her finances, but she seems to be in a good spot. She's engaged um, to someone that she met during her 12-step program who seems to also be sober. I know that having somebody supportive for a sober lifestyle is critical for people and she seems to be ready to live without court oversight or without parental oversight. And you know, now in her mid-30s, I hope that that is what is next for her. This conservatorship has already been terminated once. A new capacity declaration was filed, so there are updated medical statuses that have been filed with the court. And we will see on March 22nd what the court decides to do. We don't have all of the documentation like we do, well, we don't even have all the documentation in the Britney Spears case. Emily, don't say we have it all. We have a fraction of it. A lot of it's under too. But this case has been largely under seal. But the indications from the court records that are available do show that the things that have been filed um, are running up to offering support to the fact that Amanda is ready to be out of this conservatorship. And media reports have showed that her parents at this point, don't object to her being out of the conservatorship. But like in the Britney Spears conservatorship, there have been a ton of media requests to be there and to film or photograph or record or broadcast, and they have all been denied. So I imagine that there will probably be people in the courtroom. Amanda has access to her social media, and hopefully she will share what happens in court. And we will find out on the 22nd what happens with Amanda Bynes' conservatorship. Hopefully, this type of summary episode where we go through the timeline and talk about what's happening helps you know what's going on kind of behind the headlines of this conservatorship. If this type of episode is helpful to you, please let me know in the comments down below or on social media because sometimes we do a deep dive into a filing and sometimes we just need to get caught up with what is even happening here anyway. And hopefully, I've done that for you in this episode today. So, with that, I am Hoping that Amanda Bynes gets what she is looking for, that she feels supported in doing so, and that she is able to live a life that feels good to her. She certainly deserves it. Everyone does. And I know that living independently um, outside of the courts oversight, if she's ready for that and wants that, will feel hopefully feel uh, liberating for her and hopefully the paparazzi will leave her alone because that was absolutely a factor in the time running up to this conservatorship for her like it was for Britney Spears. And it's hard not to compare the two. They were both child stars. They were both young women put into conservatorships by their parents after some tumultuous um, years in, in and out of the spotlight. But one of the things that is so significant to me That's different in this conservatorship of Amanda Bynes than in Britney's conservatorship is we don't see Amanda Bynes being forced to work. What we see in the Amanda Bynes conservatorship is that Amanda's been allowed to go to school to focus on sobriety and to explore what her life looks like outside of the spotlight That is not what we saw in the Britney Spears conservatorship. The Britney Spears conservatorship became very complex in a fight over money and a fight over how much Britney was going to work until Britney put her foot down and said, I'm not going to work anymore. And then the wheels came off of the thing and the litigation spiked there. Even in the Amanda Bynes case, the litigation looking through the court docket There are very few things filed. There are few objections filed, but Amanda has an attorney that she has selected. So all of that indicates to me that Amanda hasn't needed to push back on the accountings. The accountings in a normal conservatorship, Brittany's was a a wild shit show, but in the normal course of a conservatorship, the accounting should be like, this is the money that was spent on medical care. This is the money that was spent on food, housing, and it should just be really almost like a personal budget of the money went to support, um, the conservatee, Amanda Biden in this way, this is the money that went to court costs, attorneys, and those sorts of things. It shouldn't be as dramatic as the media matters of it all in the Britney Spears conservatorship. And that's, I think one of the key differences here. And we're also seeing those capacity declarations filed, which means there has been ongoing medical supervision in this conservatorship where we never saw capacity declarations filed in the Britney Spears conservatorship. And many, including myself, have wondered if that's because there was really no basis um, for her to continue on in that conservatorship other than people making money off of it. It seems that this conservatorship of Amanda Bynes has not um, forced her to live a way she doesn't want to, the way that we saw in the Britney Spears conservatorship. And with that, I am going to hydrate, stay hydrated. We're going to stay hydrated and talk about court documents. And I am going to say good night or good morning or goodbye, depending on when you are listening to this. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a honored. May your Wi Fi be strong may your toilet paper be plentiful, may your gas not be $7, may your family be well, and may the odds be ever in your favor. I will talk to you in the next one.